0: Thursday at Whole Foods Market.
1: Welcome to the
2: MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you
1: Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA fan show. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Mr. Blake Harrison. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. This the camera's nice. a bit closer today. We're, a bit snug, we're,
3: we're, today, we're aren't we? snug today. We're snug. We've got our special special uh, guest waiting in the wings, and we've got uh, our first ever kind of Zoom thing in the studio. So I keep looking at you thinking that the camera's going to be there to pick me up. It's not everything's down here today. Right there. So uh, we're going to have to be talking to each other like, I don't know, like we're in the car or something, just kind of at the odd glance every now and a
1: but uh we thought we would do an episode about those people that that have to pick up the pieces when your favorite fighter loses and and you're just staring at your shoes just you know not knowing how the (laughs) day's gonna gonna pan out that person has to pick up the pieces that person that has to make the kids their breakfast while you're screaming at the tv watching last night's ufc (laughs) this is for the people that are really struggling are you an MMA widow. <laughs> Joining us today, well, Blake, I'll let you introduce this one.
3: Joining us today is an incredibly special guest. <laughs> I like to refer to her as Moa hey. 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 so And I that's what she hey. Hey. <laughs> She goes, we had a really, really high-tech way of revealing you there, where Kerry just had paper I was like, over the camera. I'm really sorry for
2: such a stupid laugh, and I was just like hiding behind a piece of paper.
3: <laughs> it was really high-tech, really high-tech. Well, hello, hello, Kerry, my wife. Hello. How how are you this doing? Is weird. It's really weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awkward. Should we just like to have like a, an argument or something? Just let the people yeah, into like what I'm our relationship's that. really like. Whoa, God, I didn't yeah. put the toilet seat down again. And oh, really you didn't put into, the bins yeah. out. Like, Flat pack the cardboard. Yeah. i think that we need it. Well, I think overall, really... I don't think you mind me being into MMA too much, do you? you? You're you're absolutely fine with it. There's there's the odd one or two things that probably do annoy you, though, about me being
1: an MMA fan. Uh, do, 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 I love do that you, wanna... you preempted it there. You've actually laid the foundations. That, no, I, no, you quite like it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. This is your moment, Kerry. This is where you can really let him have it about all of them mornings you've been running around with the kids while he's been sitting there with his feet up. Yeah. Let him have it
2: i don't even know where to start because it's one of those things that there's like so much to say you don't know what to say <laughs> because why is <laughs> it met in this sort of therapeutic setting with Stu as our like mediator <laughs> um what do you even where do i even start i think um do you know what I genuinely think? It's almost like that um, famous Princess Diana um, interview where she's like, "There's three people in this marriage: <laughs> 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 me, Blake, and Emma." <laughs> and I feel like it's been like that for so long that I've just—it's um, very much part of our life, our yeah. little family's life. Every Sunday morning. There are these extraordinary fighters like ripping chunks out of each other as the kids have like some pancakes. <laughs> it's become really normal. And I was just thinking about it just now, like sort of before chatting with you guys, like, what do I say? Because it has become so normal. Yeah. Um, which in a way I think is wonderful because um you bloody love it. It's like it is True. your second wife. Yeah. Um but even like, I don't know. It's I think it's wonderful because it's really inspired you to um, to train in MMA, which I think's kind of an extraordinary thing. And like,
3: I think you're waiting for the day for me to come home with like an injury, though, like a broken think,
2: face or yeah, a broken face or
3: something. And I don't know what your reaction is going to be to that. You had a situation, didn't you? Where you uh, go on? Do you want to tell your little story?
1: Yeah. So so. I should throw this out, my wife has zero interest in MMA whatsoever yeah. and, uh, and I've tried to kind of get them involved in it and I've tried to get the kids I said them, I've not got multiple wives, the wife and my daughters. <laughs> You're a Mormon, right? You're a Mormon, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I sort of tried to get the, 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 the kids involved but my kids are, are sort of um, a grown up, you know, they're, they're, they're 19 and 21 so they'd come down on a Sunday morning I'd be like come come and watch it and it just just didn't resonate but I think by the time I was getting obsessed with MMA I'd already been training in my tie for maybe 10 years uh, and I'm quite a sort of what's the word obsessive with stuff if I get into something I I love it and I want to do it you know all the time and that's what happened with Muay Thai and so every night I'd be like I'm gonna go training or I'm gonna I got up and I went training this morning and I guess what I learned today and it was just oh that's great yeah and then after a while you can tell it was like oh for god's sake can you just (laughs) pick another midlife crisis because you've exhausted (laughs) me on this one anyway I was sparring one lunchtime. I used to use my lunch breaks to go and like meet random fellas in gyms to spar. <laughs> Sounds very fight club. Sounds so fight club. Lunch break. It's I'm just going to go down and
3: have a scrap with someone. Coming <laughs> back like Edward Norton.
2: Soda, doesn't he?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Comes back to his boss like Edward Norton, just like cuts on his face, like not taking any shit from his boss. <clears throat> but um, but I remember
1: I broke um, my big toe and two of my smaller toes sparring, wow. and uh, and I. I sort of had to sort of get sort of helped out of the gym and, 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 <laughs> and I sort of thought I better take myself to Annie, make sure, because the big toe was facing the wrong way. It was all in you know, all sorts of bother, no. and, uh, and, I, and I phoned my wife and I was like, right, I'm, um, just to let you know, I'm just on my way to hospital. I've, I've broken like, a load of toes. And she was like, oh, my God, are you all right? I was like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. And she went like, all right, how did you do that? I went, oh. Uh, Thai boxing she was like oh you fool and that was it, like, it just stopped by then the interest oh, in like my, my my midlife crisis was like yeah. now, now it's actually like you know disabling you from doing the things you want to do so uh yeah so zero interest on uh on on MMA in my house just me yeah. I think that, that just made me think of
2: is um that sort of how your obsession started, and I think we can happily call it an obsession, can't we? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, That's, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, Do, <laughs> That's is it a problem? It's yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's, a it's affecting all my relationships.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, it just made me think that when you this is years and years ago when you first started watching MMA and UFC and following that, it would inspire you to go and you went and found a gym where we were living yeah. in London. And it, like you're describing to, you, I didn't I had no interest, and um, didn't really know much about MMA. But Blake would come home from these MMA sessions with Pete.
3: Pete, yeah, Pete, Pete Ryan. Shout out, lovely, London Shoot Fighters yeah, East.
2: This is a safe space. I think we can both agree. You fell in love with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> And Rick would come home and, and like describe what he had just been doing for the last hour. And it was so like, and he pinned me down and I wrapped my legs around him and we're sweating on top of each other. I mean, I, w- I
3: wouldn't have described it like that. That is definitely you taking some liberties and describing it like that. I would be very technical in my analysis. Like, it
2: was Carry so on. erotic. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, to a gym. <laughs> What's this, a sauna? Like, where have you been?
3: There's nothing wrong with one man taking another guy's back and just riding him out for five minutes. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: No. Ask Mobs are over alive. He loves it. (laughs) Do
2: you know what? Go on, what were
1: you going to say? Sorry. you, You have got into it though, haven't you? Because like Blake's, you know, referenced it a few times where like, you know, you kind of sort of stick your head in from the, you know, from the next yeah. room and it was like, oh, and then you sort of end up sort of coming in and watching the fire yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So tell us about how you've kind yeah, of got yeah. into it as well. No,
2: definitely, definitely. I find it utterly captivating because why do I, because I think it's, I know it's something I could never, ever
1: yeah.
2: do. I find I find the mental strength of those athletes getting to a place where they can step into a cage and know the person in front of them might do them some really serious damage, just, like I say, extraordinary. I just – I find, I don't know, the psychology behind it just fascinates me and sort of – like some of my favourites are people like Meatball Molly and and Paddy that I know like you know are a lot of fan favourites. But like there's something. Volk's been I mean, a big
3: one for you, has not he? Like, say again, Vol- Volkanovsky's been Volk- a, a big, he's Like even I'm even nothing, our son, yeah. who's six, will like go up and like punch me or something like that and then yeah. just be like I'm Volkanovsky yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't or know if that's good parenting he'll call it? the yeah. punch Volkanovsky oh, <laughs> uh, yeah well, And yeah, you, you go well, into the Ronda Rousey stuff as well I think that was really important early on because there was like a woman absolutely smashing people and then there was the um the ultimate fighter series between her and Misha Tate. And I think you Alderman. quite liked the reality element Alderman, of it as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. You quite liked course.
2: that. Well, that's, yeah, it's inspiring, isn't it? And mm. it's, um they're just the most extraordinary athletes. I just think it's brilliant. But that you mentioned Volk, we do love Volk. I just think he's fantastic. And um, it's just reminded me of a, <laughs> a couple of years ago, for our daughter Autumn's birthday, we had loads of people over and um, we were doing like a Harry Potter party or something. We were yeah, doing yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I'm detail. But anyway, the point is Volk had had a fight with, is his name or- Ortega?
3: Yes. Yeah. And. Calm down. The handsome Sorry, guy. How dare
2: you? I know them. And um, <laughs> that was insane. That fight was, that was probably the only, I don't know. I would say that's probably one of the only fights that I've got really emotionally involved with because that was at the end of like a UFC, the that ultimate, was ultimate That was after an ultimate fight. And
3: Volk was doing really well, but Ortega <laughs> had him in a couple of moments oh, no. where it looked like Volk, well, if it was anyone other than Volk, they could have tapped out yeah. and lost the fight. There was a guillotine, there was a triangle choke. Yeah. Um, but I think amazing. what you were going to go on to say
2: was... I was gonna say on, to, to- yeah, No, the reason I ring up the party is that we had like loads of family over. But like we're all crowded around the TV watching these men just like (laughs) children's party. And like (laughs) my mum is like, tell me when I can come in because she couldn't cope with what was happening on screen. (laughs) Like the kids are just there, sort of like, Oh, yeah, what's happening? Two men just fighting. It was just such an amazing fight. Wasn't it? It Your
3: your mum really couldn't handle it. I think Ortega's face got quite busted up at Mm. one point. And I think your mum was just like,
2: oh, oh
3: God. And then she had to leave the room. She just literally, (laughs) she couldn't be in the room with it. And And I think even your dad was like, well, it's a bit much when they got on the floor isn't it yeah but it's just
2: that just it's hoy- been
3: normalised in our house it is it's strange very
2: normalised and also your level of like dedication and let's just call it the obsession yeah. but it's just like sorry the party's on pause while I just <laughs> see the outcome <laughs> of this fight right
3: yes just, just to put it out there there were no other kids random kids no, at no, this no, party it, it, like, it was like my daughter just wanted like I, I don't know if it was around any kind of pandemic time or ever because it was just family, wasn't it? It was just family. Yeah. There was no other, like, I wasn't subjecting random school <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. To, <laughs> to <laughs>
1: like, violence I just pictured, like, all of the responsible adults just crowded around the telly while there's just random kids in your garden playing with boxes and matches, drinking <laughs> bottles of bleach. Yeah. Just like. Or staring at
3: the TV crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh.
1: <clears throat> so how do you deal with if he stays up? 1am and and do the whole thing
2: oh man you just sort of I just have to switch off and let it happen I think we've just got to that point now that it is just it's just so important to you and um I don't know I suppose it it, there was (laughs) someone described you Blake as um like an MMA train spotter do you remember
3: yeah I think that was that was Nick <laughs> Pete Nick <laughs> Pete did a, a fight disciples episode I think and uh, it was after I did a TNT thing with him and he described me as like an MMA train spotter like with all the stats
2: <laughs> like a Fantastic. really geeky guy with Already glasses and, yeah thank like- you kind of are. You you have really jumped into this with both feet. And I'm sort of just like, oh, I just see how much you love it. And I just think, oh, good for you. <laughs> I'd rather that than you off to a train station barking down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be too weird.
2: Maybe that's next. I don't know. But
3: maybe. Yeah, who, who doesn't love a locomotive? It, um,
1: yeah. No. Should we try a comment? And, yeah, go uh,
3: on. You do a, a couple of those and I'll pull up the ones on Twitter. We all right. Got
1: those. Yeah. Uh, so, Kerry, we put it out to the socials for people to uh, talk about their relationship and how it's been impacted uh, by their love of MMA. Um, Fanboy MMA wrote, My wedding night was the same night as McGregor versus Mayweather fight. She wasn't best pleased that I was planning to get up for it during the night. However, the long day and drinks got the better of me and I fell asleep and slept through it. As we awoke for our first day as a married couple, we looked at each other lovingly, and it dawned on me. In a panicked voice, my first <laughs> words to my wife on our first day as a married couple was, fuck, I've missed the McGregor fight. <laughs> she wasn't amused and does like to remind me of that quite a lot. I mean, that is an obsession, isn't it? If you're sort yes. of factoring yeah. into your wedding night, like, brilliant. I might have to get up and watch the fight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder I think... if it was
3: part of his vows. <laughs> <laughs> part of her vows was like, I'll never get in the way of a fight. And day, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. day one, it happened.
2: Part um, of our vows with you, like, do you remember you said um, you would never watch Game of Thrones without me.
3: Yeah, yeah, I did. I think that's really important. When you're, when you're a couple that enjoy a TV show together, yeah. then you can't just go watching it without you. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I think it's caused some friction in our relationship when one person. Kerry, has gone off and watched the show an episode of Something Without Me. I
2: only did that once no in deal. succession and I, I learned uh, the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um,
3: that reminds me, because the fact that we... I, I do think Volkanovsky seems to have a habit of fighting either around your birthday or our anniversary. He's fighting in like February or October a lot. And we have been away... I think we went to like Amsterdam for your... Um, I can't remember when... But anyway, we, um, we were away... And I think we woke up the next morning and we were at like a spa hotel or something like that. And I was just watching the fights on the iPad while you were like laying next to me. <laughs> like, I don't know, just like relaxing yeah. or whatever. And we, we had, I, had, I had to be watching the fights even though we were away on like a romantic weekend. So, yeah, it's probably not easy for you. Sorry about that. think there
2: is anything in the fact that like... People that are into MMA, fans of MMA, are so into MMA. Like, those that I have met, they jump in with both feet and they're mm. so into it. I think there and is a
3: casual fan base. Mm. But mm. I think what it is, is I think MMA is still quite a niche sport in a lot of ways, even though it is really growing. And I think that it's it's like the reason this podcast happened, wasn't it? was because I didn't really have any other friends to talk about it on the level that I wanted to talk about it on. Uh, and I think you felt maybe slightly yeah. similar. I know you had Pip, but other than yeah. that, like, you didn't really have anyone. And so it was just like, that's how this whole thing came about. Mm. Our whole friendship is based solely around the fact that we both love L- MMA. That's to MMA. We level. don't like each other at all. No, nothing no. to say to each other. Nothing. nothing. He's a horrible human being. I oh, really <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <what coughs> I wanted to bring up a, a comment because I thought this, this made me chuckle. I put this out on the socials. And a guy said, oh, completely unrelated to MMA, but I swear I saw you at Disneyland and (laughs) I was the dude in the classy Home Alone Christmas jumper. And we loved that jumper. We did see a Christmas jumper at uh, uh, um, Disneyland that was a a Home Alone Christmas jumper. He
2: had like, to explain it, he had one of those like, um, it's like knitted... Home alone jumper. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It had like it?
3: the house and the uh, wow. the burglars and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. Oh, wow. Anyway, but hey, let's, let's go on to that anyway. man
2: and your brilliant jumper,
3: Phil Duffy. Shout out Phil Duffy. Uh, we even know his name now, uh, and also one of his his avatar has got a giant Bluey next to him, so he seems like my kind of guy. I love Bluey. Uh, really um, we do. um So he said. Anyway, in short they have a floor bed which gets pulled out when he's got a decent like pay-per-view or a, a British fighter is fighting and he also went on to say that um, he can't do the all-night as he tried a couple of times at him, but sometimes he does set an alarm for like 2am to get up and watch the prelims and then the girls go swimming on a Sunday morning so that uh, he can recover in the living room and we can relate to that as well because you have he's to do the swim We got
2: our life
3: <laughs> <laughs> Phil Duffy are oh you God, me not um, only does
2: he wear good knitwear <laughs>
3: He's also. <laughs> He's got, our He's got life.
2: the same life as us.
3: Because you are, you have to do the swimming every yeah. Sunday morning and I get away with it because I'm technically working, guys.
2: Oh, man. For you, for this exactly. show. Where do you I'm stand technically on that? Where working. do you
1: stand on the usage of the, the word work?
2: It's painful. I don't know why I've done it to us. Why have I even <laughs> booked swimming lessons? For like they're at eight o'clock in the morning. But I'm sure like any parents listening will know like the juggle of getting all their clubs and God knows what they need to do <laughs> over the weekend. It's really hard. It's um quite honestly a pain in the ass. Like Blake's <laughs> like, oh, I'm working. I'm lying on the sofa in my dressing gown, watching MMA. This is work. And I'm like, okay, the struggle is real,
1: mate. The struggle I'll is real. I'll go off
2: to the swimming pool I <laughs> in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I want to know where, where if this factors into uh, to your your and Blake's uh, relationship because there's a lot of these comments here um, that. Uh this one for instance uh my wife often walks in on me and my two-year-old watching UFC and it never goes down well she's also fed up uh of her arm being pushed into several arm bars every time she goes for a cuddle so it seems that there's we've had quite a few messages <laughs> that whenever somebody goes for a cuddle like the wife comes for a cuddle they're generally trying to show them their new move which is generally some sort of like submission or something that is
2: so funny so so funny Blake do you remember we used to try and train it was quite short lived oh
3: my god we- did so there was this um was it during like the pandemic or yeah. whatever we there was the great the, the, the what was it henzo gracie and someone else was it well, gracie it was brothers. a couple of Gracie. yeah two of the gracie family it's were doing like
2: it was, was like a
3: master class thing i think one of them was ortega's coach actually yeah. doing like a master class on like um jiu-jitsu and uh yeah we tried to do a few episodes of it like just on it was on like zoom or yeah, whatever yeah. and we tried to do like a, a few episodes of it so we, if, if our neighbors were looking out the window we were just like rolling around in the backyard yeah. <laughs> like trying to pin each other down yeah it probably looked super weird <laughs> but, uh yeah that's that's what
1: our neighbors are living next to i mean this is a fantastic comment from uh, Tom the God. My ex fell asleep upstairs in her expensive new lingerie waiting to surprise me whilst I was downstairs waiting for Diaz versus Pettis to start. She was fuming when I finally woke up at 1pm the next day.
2: I think we can. We all know why she's an ex. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean,
3: Diaz-Pettis, I don't remember being like a great fight either. So like, no. that's, that's just not worth it. Um... <laughs> Oh, man, there was – I think there was a couple more here. Um, I've lost it. Where did it go? Uh, Oh, yes. Uh, Some guy says, uh, oh, uh, John MMA and me, Uh, he said he was in his uh, partner's bad books for waking her up when Leon nearly decapitated Usman with that kick. And I think you've uh, had a few shout-at-the-TV issues. And I think that that Leon head kick, because it came out of absolutely nowhere – Yeah. What happened with you?
1: Uh, I shouted "fuck me" at the top of my voice, <laughs> uh, probably about five a.m. Uh, and so I imagine both my daughters have probably been asleep about two hours. They probably just got in. My wife would have been fast asleep, and it just—I've done the same when um, uh, Thug Rose knocked out oh. Zhang. When she done that, I literally screamed, "Oh my god!" and when I heard DC going, Thug Rose, Thug Rose, I started doing it as well. (laughs) And I think that was the time when I got there, I heard the the door go upstairs and it was like, will you be quiet? And I was like, sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because because most of the time I'm watching it in the morning, Mm. I think sometimes like you've got home from swimming around the time that a main event is happening and you're like in the kitchen and I'm in the living room and all you hear is like, (gasps) oh! (laughs) and i swear i've heard you under your breath be like jesus christ yeah
2: yeah (laughs) yeah but it's just like the emotion that goes into that like how tense you get and then it's just like whatever's happened it is it is amazing
1: (laughs) i i think as well when um thug rose uh beat Zhang and got the belt Put back round her waist and and was being interviewed and was going, uh, I am the best and stuff like that. Yeah. I also remember at that point thinking because I've just been told to shut up. And I thought, oh, they're awake. I can't go to bed yet because I can't let them see that one minute I've just been shouting, oh, my God. And then if they see me, I'm still crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I wonder if you saw that,
3: actually. Like She was like, I am the best in like, crying. I can't I'll can't. tell you what you had a big reaction to as well, I think, was um, was it when Leon Edwards won the belt? And he was, like, crying and, like, talking about where he'd been and where he'd come from and look at me now.
0: Recently?
2: Was that the one recently? And there was loads of beef between him and some other guy?
3: No, that was – oh, no, that was Colby Covington recently. That was when Covington said some really awful stuff Mm -hmm. about his dad. And, yeah, yeah, I I, I think that is the other thing, is that sometimes you do, unfortunately, see some of the negative aspects of it as well in terms of, like, sometimes – I will be watching something or there's like a press, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, we just had a Sean Strickland press conference or whatever Mm. and it's like, it's not the best thing and I think that that is, that's something where I'm like, oh, even I get disappointed in Mm. the sport because you might have seen, obviously we keep kids away from all that kind of stuff but like, that's when I go, oh no, that's a a bit of a shame but... Hmm.
2: There are some, like, (laughs) there are some negative aspects particularly to the UFC. Like, Seeing Donald Trump's little orange face, mm. like sticking yeah. through, you know, you're just like. Ugh. <laughs> 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 um, but also, you know, with that, there's some real positives, and like, I think a lot of there's a lot of real inspiration that can come from watching, um, oh. like watching these fighters in action, and also like. I remember watching one with you recently with um, Tom Aspinall. Got that name yep. right? And he spoke really like, eloquently about how fearful he was going into a fight. Yes. And how he used that fear and how yeah. it motivated him and pushed him further and further. And he ended up winning. And, like, I remember sort of the kids were with us watching that. And I was really making an example of that and, like, look what this man was able to achieve by using this emotion and using it, putting it to good. And also, you know, like um, Paddy has, has spoken really openly about like mental health and there's a lot of, there's a lot of good and it's so much, you know, some really important messaging, but unfortunately there's some, there's some negative aspects too. Aren't there, to, but maybe you'd want to kind of throw in
3: the bin. But yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think also just off the back of what you're saying about Paddy, I was going to mention that because you actually work in kind of like mental health mindfulness mm-hmm. field. And when he came out and said his stuff uh, about his friend that sadly passed away, uh, and how he'd rather have his mate cry on his shoulder than have to carry his coffin at his funeral and stuff like that, that speech transcended just the kind of MMA social media platforms because you as a someone in the kind of mindfulness mental health world you were seeing that speech weren't you on some of your other accounts you said it went everywhere
2: yeah 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 it went everywhere and I think it was there was so much importance there to for an athlete particularly in the MMA world and particularly with I don't know there is um there is a certain sort of opinion people have about what MMA fighters are like and what they stand for. And I think that was really important, him being so vocal about um, about this sort of paying attention to mental health and reaching out for support. It's, it was huge. And like you say, I think it it, it did go, f- it was really far reaching. And I think, particularly for men's mental health, it, it was, I don't know, it was really poignant. And um, yeah, it, it was a really wonderful moment.
1: Absolutely.
3: Well, have we got any other little comments? I know Brad Wharton messaged me saying that he met his wife at an MMA event so she knew what she was getting into. (laughs) So she just, she knew. So shout out Brad Wharton for Cage Warriors commentator Brad Wharton. Um, Have we got any other things that we want to wrap this up with? Any little comments?
1: This guy, I mean, he has landed on his feet. Uh, This is from uh, NJAR23. My wife drives me half an hour to my mates at 1am, then picks me up when it's over at 6am, and I've also been known to throw up on the way home drunk
3: i mean that's either not true or his wife is like a cyborg that he's created in his shed that just does what he says AI wife, <laughs> AI wife. Like that's, i mean that's, that's, I, how, that's who does that wild. who's like yeah i'll drop you around your mates at one then just go to sleep for like four and a half hours then come and pick you up at six while you're vomiting out the window
1: no. yeah that like, sounds like a lovely
3: relationship yeah
2: uh,
1: wow. I'll rattle a couple more off. Uh, Bully SWFC, turning off the baby's programs to watch last night's UFC you recorded and not seeing the results always goes down very well. <laughs> uh, uh, my girl thinks it's a bad influence on me because I always get her in triangle chokes and it gets in the way of doing things at the weekend. That's from Alfie Robinson. Um... Again, don't just be putting people in trouble. No. Seriously. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Joshua Watkins. Uh, my partner works in a school for children uh, with residential care needs. Uh, with, with residential care needs, Monday to Thursday till 10 p.m. each day. The weekend is family time for us. That's nice. Uh, and our toddler, Where's this going? beautiful, except UFC weekends. That's marked on our family calendar, so she knows which Sundays not to expect me to go to soft play. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, when it says except UFC weekends, it's pretty That's much every, every weekend. Every bloody <laughs> weekend.
3: Um, I have noticed people saying that they're getting their partners in like moves and stuff like that. I have ever since like doing a tiny bit of like wrestling and jujitsu and stuff, I use the gable grip to carry the kids now. I don't just like when we were at Disneyland and we were like walking like oh, whatever oh. like, like twenty five minutes, thirty minutes with them like asleep on us. I'm there like using gable grip to like carry the kids. <laughs> I'm not just carrying them normally anymore. I don't carry them with love. I carry them as if I'm ready to take them down with purpose. <laughs> purpose. Why
2: is it like that? I can't see. like
3: Oh yeah, you can't see us. It's uh, no, your thumbs kind of come both come in.
2: Yeah, I, think yeah. I might do that. Yeah,
3: yeah. There's gable grip, gable grip those kids, and that's how you can carry them a long distance. Jesus
1: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all we've got from the uh from the comments that come in. Thanks everyone that did come in uh with with, with comments and and Kerry. Thank you, thank you. Ah, uh,
2: thank you uh, guys. It was really uh, fun.
3: It's great. It was lovely talking to you. Uh, We'll have to do this again sometime. I mean, you can
1: do it when you go home in a couple of hours. Oh, right. Yes, no, you're right.
3: Yeah,
2: we can do that. You do
1: have my number. (laughs) 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 Wonderful. Kerry, thank you so much.
2: Bye. Bye,
3: babe. Well, there you go. That was a lovely little chat with with my wife. My wife. My wife.
1: Um, Let us know... How it's affected your relationship? If you've been inspired by this, or you need to reach out for counselling because of this, <laughs> there, uh, Blake and I will be setting up a yep. uh, MMA widows support group uh, where you can uh, turn up and, uh, and try and process. You know what. How life can be, how tricky life can be, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone that is obsessed with MMA.
3: Helpline? Do you mean? Really, I'll put Stu's phone number. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, call me underneath, yeah, and that'd uh, be you great. can just
1: call Stu, and that'll be our helpline. Um, so, yeah, massive thanks to, to Kerry for coming on today and uh, and and speaking about, yeah, work.
3: Speaking, Your work. speaking about my work, um, <laughs> and also, she didn't know I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this now. If you are someone with kids, and you are, and they are a bit younger, and they are uh, maybe struggling to sleep or anything like that, she's got her own little podcast called Your Floating Bed, which is all these sleep journeys. She can take you on a journey to Pokemon World, to Star Wars World, to under the sea, up in space, all that stuff. And it's just a nice little thing for uh, the kids to listen to when they go to sleep. So, if you've got kids... Listen
1: to that. Um, there you go. Done my bit for my for my way. Fantastic. Um, what um, we should <laughs> say as well is, uh, if you've not subscribed to this show yet, please subscribe. Um, go check out the back catalogue if this was your first time listening, because we've had so many superstars of mixed martial arts come and chat to us over the last few years, and we have got some ace guests coming up. This was our first show, as Blake mentioned, in our in our new studio uh, with someone joining us remotely. It's all gone to plan. So that means post production if you're watching this it's all gone great so that opens up the the doors we've got a big backlog of guests that we've been reaching out to that want to come on the show that obviously either don't live in the country or live at the far end of the country so they can join us on the big screen and uh, so we're going to have some great stuff coming your way so so subscribe make sure you don't miss it Um, and give us a little follow on Instagram or on TikTok or on X and just search the MMA Fan show Done Done Done